the fourth book of the odysseys of homer part two this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by phil schempf the fourth book of the odysseys of homer part two translated by george chapman i was in egypt where a mighty time the gods detained me though my natural clime i never so desired because their homes i did not greet with perfect hecatombs for they will put men evermore in mind how much their masterly commandments bind there is besides a certain island called pharos that with the high-waved sea is walled just against egypt and so much remote as in a whole day with a foregale smote a hollow ship can sail and this isle bears a port most portly where sea passengers put in still for fresh water and away to sea again yet here the gods did stay my fleet full twenty days the winds that are masters at sea no prosperous puff would spare to put us off and all my victuals here had quite corrupted as my men's minds were had not a certain goddess given regard and pitied me in an estate so hard and twas idothea honoured proteus's seed that old seafarer her mind i make bleed with my compassion when walked all alone from all my soldiers that were ever gone about the isle on fishing with hooks bent hunger their bellies on her errand sent she came close to me spake and thus began of all men thou art the most foolish man or slack in business or stayest here of choice and dost in all thy sufferances rejoice that thus long livest detained here and no end canst give thy tarriance thou dost much offend the minds of all thy fellows i replied whoever thou art of the deified i must affirm that no way with my will i make abode here but it seems some ill the gods inhabiting broad heaven sustain against my getting off inform me then for godheads all things know what god is he that stays my passage from the fishy sea stranger said she i'll tell thee true there lives an old seafarer in these seas that gives a true solution of all the secrets here who deathless proteus is the egyptian peer who can the deeps of all the seas exquire who neptune's priest is and they say the sire that did beget me him if any way thou couldst inveigle he would clear display thy course from hence and how far off doth lie thy voyage's whole scope through neptune's sky informing thee o god preserved beside if thy desires would be so satisfied whatever good or ill hath got event in all the time thy long and hard course spent since thy departure from thy house this said again i answered make the slights displayed thy father useth lest his foresight see or his foreknowledge take note of me he flies the fixed place of his used abode tis hard for man to countermine with god she straight replied i utter truth in all when heaven's supremest height the sun doth scall the old sea tell truth leaves the deeps and hides amidst a black storm when the west wind chides in caves still sleeping round about him sleep with short feet swimming forth the foamy deep the sea calves lovely halosydnes called 
from whom a noisome odor is exhaled got from the whirlpools on whose earth they lie here when the morn illustrates all the sky i'll guide and seat thee in the fittest place for the performance thou hast now in chase in meantime reach thy fleet and choose out three of best exploit to go as aids to thee but now i'll show thee all the old god's slights he first will number and take all the sights of those his guard that on the shore arrives when having viewed and told them forth by fives he takes place in their midst and there doth sleep like to a shepherd midst his flock of sheep in his first sleep call up your hardiest cheer vigor and violence and hold him there in spite of all his strivings to be gone he then will turn himself to every one of all things that in the earth creep and respire in water swim or shine in heavenly fire yet still hold you him firm and much the more press him from passing but when as before when sleep first bound his powers his form ye see then cease your force and the old hero free and then demand which heaven-born it may be that so afflicts you hindering your retreat and free sea passage to your native seat this said she dived into the wavy seas and i my course did to my ships address that on the sand struck where arrived we made our supper ready then the ambrosian shade of night fell on us and to sleep we fell rosy aurora rose we rose as well and three of them on whom i most relied for firm at every force i choosed and hied straight to the many river servid seas and all assistance asked the deities meantime idothea the sea's broad breast embraced and brought for me and all my rest four of the sea-calves skins but newly flayed to work a while which she fashioned upon her father then within the sand a covert digging when these calves should land she sat expecting we came close to her she placed us orderly and made us wear each one his calf skin but we then must pass a huge exploit the sea calves savour was so passing sour they still being bred at seas it much afflicted us for who can please to lie by one of these same sea-bred whales but she preserves us and to memory calls a rare commodity she fetched to us ambrosia that an air most odorous bears still about it which she anointed round our either nostrils and in it quite drowned the nasty whale smell then the great event the whole morn's date with spirits patient we lay expecting when bright noon did flame forth from the sea in shoals the sea calves came and orderly at last lay down and slept along the sands and then the old sea-god crept from forth the deeps and found his fat calves there surveyed and numbered and came never near the craft we used but told us five for calves his temples then diseased with sleep he salves and in rushed we with an abhorred cry cast all our hands about him manfully and then the old forger all his forms began first was a lion with a mighty mane then next a dragon a pied panther then a vast boar next and suddenly did strain all into water last he was a tree curled all at top and shot up to the sky 
we with resolved hearts held him firmly still when the old one held too straight for all his skill to extricate gave words and questioned me which of the gods o atreus's son said he advised and taught thy fortitude this slight to take and hold me thus in my despite what asks thy wish now i replied thou knowest why dost thou ask what wiles are these thou showest i have within this isle been held for wind a wondrous time and can by no means find an end to my retention it hath spent the very heart in me give thou then vent to doubts thus bound in me ye gods know all which of the godheads doth so foully fall on my addression home to stay me here avert me from my way the fishy clear barred to my passage he replied of force if to thy home thou wishest free recourse to jove and all the other deities thou must exhibit solemn sacrifice and then the black sea for thee shall be clear till thy loved country's settled reach but where ask these rites thy performance tis a fate to thee and thy affairs appropriate that thou shalt never see thy friends nor tread thy country's earth nor see inhabited thy so magnificent house till thou make good thy voyage back to the egyptian flood whose waters fell from jove and there hast given to jove and all gods housed in ample heaven devoted hecatombs and then free ways shall open to thee cleared of all delays this told he and methought he break my heart in such a long and hard course to divert my hope for home and charge my back retreat as far as egypt i made answer yet father thy charge i'll perfect but before resolve me truly if their natural shore all those greeks and their ships do safe enjoy that nestor and myself left when from troy we first raised sail or whether any died at sea a death unwished or satisfied when war was passed by friends embraced in peace resign their spirits he made answer cease to ask so far it fits thee not to be so cunning in thine own calamity nor seek to learn what learned thou shouldst forget men's knowledges have proper limits set and should not priests into the mind of god but twill not long be as my thoughts abode before thou buy this curious skill with tears many of those whose states so tempt thine ears are stooped by death and many left alive one chief of which in strong hold doth survive amidst the broad sea two in their retreat are done to death i list not to repeat who fell at troy thyself was there in fight but in return swift ajax lost the light in his long-oared ship neptune yet awhile saft him racked to the jurian isle a mighty rock removing from his way and surely he had scaped the fatal day in spite of pallas if to that foul deed he in her fane did when he ravished the trojan prophetess he had not here adjoined an impious boast that he would bear despite the gods his ship safe through the waves then raised against him these impious braves when neptune heard in his strong hand he took his massy trident and so soundly struck the rock jurian that into it cleft of which one fragment on the land he left the other fell into the troubled seas 
at which first rushed ajax oeliades and split his ship and then himself afloat swam on the rough waves of the world's vast moat till having drunk a salt cup for his sin there perished he thy brother yet did win the wreath from death while in the waves they strove afflicted by the reverend wife of jove but when the steep mount of the malian shore he seemed to reach a most tempestuous blore far to the fishy world that sighs so sore straight ravished him again as far away as to the extreme bounds where the agrians stay where first thyestes dwelt but then his son aegisthus thyestes lived this done when his return untouched appeared again back turned the gods the wind and set him then hard by his house then full of joy he left his ship and close to his country earth he cleft kissed it and wept for joy poured tear on tear to set so wishedly his footing there but see a sentinel that all the year crafty aegisthus in a watch-tower set to spy his landing for reward as great as two gold talents all his powers did call to strict remembrance of his charge and all discharged at first sight which at first he cast on agamemnon and with all his haste informed aegisthus he an instant train laid for his slaughter twenty chosen men of his plebeians he in ambush laid his other men he charged to see pervade a feast and forth with horse and chariots graced he rode to invite him but in heart embraced horrible welcomes and to death did bring with treacherous slaughter the unwary king received him at feast and like an ox slain at his manger gave him bits and knocks no one left of atrides train nor one save to aegisthus but himself alone all strewed together there the bloody court this said my soul he sunk with his report flat on the sands i fell tears spent their store i light abhorred my heart would live no more when dry of tears and tired of tumbling there the old tell-truth thus my daunted spirits did cheer no more spend tears nor time o atreus's son with ceaseless weeping never wish was won use utmost assay to reach thy home and all unawares upon the murderer come for torture taking him thyself alive or let orestes that should far outstrive thee in fit vengeance quickly quit the light of such a dark soul and do thou the right of burial to him with a funeral feast with these last words i fortified my breast in which again a generous spring began of fitting comfort as i was a man but as a brother i must ever mourn yet forth i went and told him the return of these i knew but he had named a third held on the broad sea still with life inspired whom i besought to know though likewise dead and i must mourn alike he answered he is laertes son whom i beheld in nymph calypso's palace who compelled his stay with her and since he could not see his country earth he mourned incessantly for he had neither ship instruct with oars nor men to fetch him from those stranger shores where leave we him and to thyself descend whom not in argos fate nor death shall end but the immortal ends of all the earth so ruled by them that order death by birth 
the fields elysian fate to thee will give where radamanthus rules and where men live a never troubled life where snow nor showers no irksome winter spends his fruitless powers but from the ocean zephyr still resumes a constant breath that all the fields perfumes which since thou marriedst helen are thy hire and jove himself is by her side thy sire this said he dived the deep some watery heaps i and my tried men took us to our ships and worlds of thoughts i varied with my steps arrived and shipped the silent solemn night and sleep bereft us of our visual light at morn mast sails reared we sat left the shores and beat the foamy ocean with our oars again then we the jove fallen flood did fetch as far as egypt where we did beseech the gods with hecatombs whose anger ceased i tombed my brother that i might be blessed all rites performed all haste i made for home and all the prosperous winds about were come i had the passport now of every god and here closed all these labors period here stay then till the eleventh or twelfth day's light and i'll dismiss thee well gifts exquisite preparing for thee chariot horses three a cup of curious frame to serve for thee to serve the immortal gods with sacrifice mindful of me while all suns light thy skies he answered stay me not too long time here though i could sit attending all the year nor should my house nor parents with desire take my affections from you so on fire with love to hear you are my thoughts but so my pillion friends i shall afflict with woe who mourned even this day whatsoever be the gifts your grace is to bestow on me vouchsafe them such as i may bear and save for your sake ever horse i list not have to keep in ithaca but leave them here to your soil's dainties where the broad fields bear sweet cypress grass where men-fed loti doth flow where wheat like spelt and wheat itself doth grow where barley white and spreading like a tree but ithaca hath neither ground to be for any length it comprehends a race to try a horse's speed nor any place to make him fat in fitter far to feed a cliff-bred goat than raise or please a steed of all isles ithaca does least provide or meads to feed a horse or ways to ride he smiling said of good blood thou art son what speech so young what observation hast thou made of the world i well am pleased to change my gifts to thee as being confessed unfit indeed my store is such i may of all my house gifts then that up i lay for treasure there i will bestow on thee the fairest and of greatest price to me i will bestow on thee a rich carved cup of silver all but all the brims wrought up with finest gold it was the only thing that the heroical sidonian king presented to me when we were to part at his receipt of me and twas the art of that great artist that of heaven is free and yet even this will i bestow on thee this speech thus ended guest came and did bring muttons for presents to the godlike king and spirit prompting wine that strenuous makes their ribboned wreath wives brought fruit and cakes thus in this house did these their feast apply and in ulysses house activity the wooers practised tossing of the spear the stone and hurling thus delighted 
where they exercised such insolence before even in the court that wealthy pavements wore antinous did still their strifes decide and he that was in person deified eurymachus both ringleaders of all for in their virtues they were principal these by naemon son to phronius were sided now who made the question thus antinous does any friend here know when this telemachus returns or no from sandy pylos he may bold to take my ship with him of which i now should make fit use myself and sail in her as far as spacious elis where of mine there are twelve delicate mares and under their sides go laborious mules that yet did never know the yoke nor labour some of which should bear the taming now if i could fetch them there this speech the rest admired nor dreamed that he nelian pylos ever thought to see but was at field about his flock survey or thought his herdsmen held him so away eupytheus son antinous then replied when went he or with what train dignified of his selected ithacensian youth pressed men or bondmen were they tell the truth could he effect this let me truly know to gain thy vessel did he violence show and used her against thy will or had he her free when fitting question he had made with thee naemon answered i did freely give my vessel to him who deserves to live that would do other when such men as he did in distress ask he should churlish be that would deny him of our youth the best amongst the people to the interest his charge did challenge in them giving way with all the tribute all their powers could pay their captain as he took the ship i knew who mentor was or god a deity shoe masked in his likeness but to think twas he i much admire for i did clearly see but yestermorn godlike mentor here yet the other evening he took shipping there and went for pylos thus he went for home and left the rest with envy overcome who sat and pastime left eupytheus son sad and with rage his entrails overrun his eyes like flames thus interposed his speech strange thing an action of how proud a reach is here committed by telemachus a boy a child and we a sort of us vowed gainst his voyage yet admit it thus with ship and choice youth of our people too but let him on and all his mischief do jove shall convert upon himself his powers before their ill presumed he brings on ours provide me then a ship and twenty men to give her manage that against again he turns for home on the ithacensian seas or cliffy samian i may interprease waylay and take him and make all his craft sail with his ruin for his father's saft this all applauded and gave charge to do rose and to greet ulysses house did go but long time passed not ere penelope had notice of their far-fetched treachery medon the herald told her who had heard without the hall how they within conferred and hasted straight to tell it to the queen who from the entry having met on scene prevented him thus now herald what affair intend the famous wooers in your repair to tell ulysses maids that they must cease from doing our work and their banquets dress i would to heaven that leaving wooing me nor ever troubling other company 
here might the last feast be and most extreme that ever any shall address for them they never meet but to consent in spoil and reap the free fruits of another's toil oh did they never when they children were what to their fathers was ulysses here who never did gainst any one proceed with unjust usage or in word or deed tis yet with other kings another right one to pursue with love another spite he still yet just nor would though might devour nor to the worst did ever taste of power but their unruled acts show their minds estate good turns received once thanks grow out of date medon the learned in wisdom answered her i wish o queen that their ingratitudes were their worst ill towards you but worse by far and much more deadly their endeavours are which jove will fail them in telemachus their purpose is as he returns to us to give their sharp steels in a cruel death who now is gone to learn if fame can breathe news of his sire and will the pillian shore and sacred sparta in his search explore this news dissolved to her both knees and heart long silence held her ere one word would part her eyes stood full of tears her small soft voice all late use lost that yet at last had choice of wanted words which briefly thus she used why left my son his mother why refused his wit the solid shore to try the seas and put in ships the trust of his distress that are at sea to men unbridled horse and run past rule their far engaged course amidst a moisture past all mean unstayed no need compelled this did he yet afraid to live and leave posterity his name i know not he replied if the humour came from current of his own instinct or flowed from others instigations but he vowed attempt to pylos or to see descried his sire's return or know what death he died this said he took him to ulysses house after the wooers the ulyssian spouse run through with woes let torture seize her mind nor in her choice of state chairs stood inclined to take her seat but the abject threshold chose of her fair chamber for her loathed repose and mourned most wretch-like round about her fell her handmaids joined in a continuate yell from every corner of the palace all of all degrees tuned to her comforts fall their own dejections to whom her complaint she thus enforced the gods beyond constraint of any measure urge these tears on me nor was there ever dame of my degree so past degree grieved first a lord so good that had such hardy spirits in his blood that all the virtues was adorned withal that all the greeks did their superior call to part with thus and lose and now a son so worthily beloved a course to run beyond my knowledge whom rude tempests have made far from home his most inglorious grave unhappy wenches that no one of all though in the reach of every one must fall his taking ship sustain the careful mind to call me from my bed who this designed and most vowed course in him had either stayed how much soever hasted or dead man laid he should have left me many a man i have that would have called old dolius my slave that keeps my orchard whom my father gave at my departure to have run and told laertes this 
to try if he could hold from running through the people and from tears in telling them of these vowed murderers that both divine ulysses hope and his resolve to end in their conspiracies his nurse then eurycleia made reply dear sovereign let me with your own hands die or cast me off here i'll not keep from thee one word of what i know he trusted me with all his purpose and i gave him all the bread and wine for which he pleased to call but then a mighty oath he made me swear not to report it to your royal ear before the twelfth day either should appear or you should ask me when you heard him gone impair not then your beauties with your moan but wash and put untear-stained garments on ascend your chamber with your ladies here and pray the seed of goat-nurse jupiter divine athenia to preserve your son and she will save him from confusion the old king to whom your hopes stand so inclined for his grave counsels you perhaps may find unfit affected for his age's sake but heavenly kings wax not old and therefore make fit prayers to them for my thoughts never will believe the heavenly powers conceit so ill the seed of righteous arcesiades to end it utterly but still will please in some place evermore some one of them to save and deck him with a diadem give him possession of erected towers and far-stretched fields crowned all of fruits and flowers this eased her heart and dried her humorous eyes when having washed and weeds of sacrifice pure and unstained with her distrustful tears put on with all her women ministers up to a chamber of most height she rose and cakes of salt and barley did impose within a wicker basket all which broke in decent order thus she did invoke great virgin of the goat preserved god if ever the inhabited abode of wise ulysses held the fatted thighs of sheep and oxen made thy sacrifice by his devotion hear me nor forget his pious services but safe see set his dear son on these shores and banish hence these wooers past all mean and insolence this said she shrieked and pallas heard her prayer the wooers broke with tumult all the air about the shady house and one of them whose pride his youth had made the more extreme said now the many wooer honoured queen will surely satiate her delayful spleen and one of us in instant nuptials take poor dame she dreams not what design we make upon the life and slaughter of her son so said he but so said was not so done whose arrogant spirit in a vaunt so vain and tenuous chid and said for shame contain these braving speeches who can tell who hears are we not now in reach of others ears if our intentions please us let us call our spirits up to them and let speeches fall by watchful danger men must silent go what we resolve on let's not say but do this said he choosed out twenty men that bore best reckoning with him and to ship and shore all hasted reached the ship launched raised the mast put sails in and with leather loops made fast the oars sails hoisted arms their men did bring all giving speed and form to everything then to the high deeps their rigged vessel driven they supped expecting the approaching even mean space penelope her chamber kept and bed 
and neither eat nor drank nor slept her strong thoughts wrought so on her blameless son still in contention if he should be done to death or scape the impious wooer's design look how a lion whom men troops combine to hunt and close him in a crafty ring much varied thought conceives and fear doth sting for urgent danger so fared she till sleep all juncture of her joints and nerves did steep in his dissolving humour when at rest pallas her favours varied when addressed an idol that if thymia did present in structure of her every lineament great-souled icarius's daughter whom for spouse eumelius took that kept in ferris's house this too divine ulysses house she sent to try her best mean how she might content a mournful penelope and make relent the strict addiction in her to deplore this idol like a worm that less or more contracts or strains her did itself convey beyond the wards or windings of the key into the chamber and above her head her seat assuming thus she comforted distressed penelope doth sleep thus seize thy powers affected with so much disease the gods that nothing troubles will not see thy tears nor griefs in any least degree sustained with cause for they will guard thy son safe to his wished and native mansion since he is no offender of their states and they to such are firmer than their fates the wise penelope received her thus bound with a slumber most delicious and in the port of dreams o sister why repair you hither since so far off lie your house and household you were never here before this hour and would you now give cheer to my so many woes and miseries affecting fitly all the faculties my soul and mind hold having lost before a husband that of all the virtues bore the palm amongst the greeks and whose renown so ample was that fame the sound hath blown through greece and argos to her very heart and now again a son that did convert my whole powers to his love by ship is gone a tender plant that yet was never grown to labour's taste nor the commerce of men for whom more than my husband i complain and lest he should at any sufferance touch or in the sea or by the men so much as strange to him that must his consorts be fear and chill tremblings shake each joint of me besides his danger sets on foes professed to waylay his return that have addressed plots for his death the scarce discerned dream said be of comfort nor fears so extreme let thus dismay thee thou hast such a mate attending thee as some at any rate would wish to purchase for her power is great minerva pities thy delight's defeat whose grace has sent me to foretell thee these if thou said she be of the goddess and heardst her tell thee these thou mayest as well from her tell all things else deign then to tell if yet the man to all misfortunes born my husband lives and sees the sun adorn the darksome earth or hides his wretched head in pluto's house and lives amongst the dead i will not she replied my breath exhale in one continued and perpetual tale lives he or dies he tis a filthy use to be in vain and idle speech profuse this said she through the keyhole of the door vanished again into the open blore icarius's daughter started from her sleep and joy's fresh humour her loved breast did steep 
when now so clear in that first watch of night she saw the seen dream vanish from her sight the wooer's ship the sea's moist waves did ply and thought the prince a haughty death should die there lies a certain island in the sea twixt rocky samos and rough ithaca that cliffy is itself and nothing great yet holds convenient havens that two ways let ships in and out called asterus and there the wooers hope to make their massacre end of the fourth book part two